and welcome to the J Train Podcast. This is J Train Jerry coming to you live from the West Village of Manhattan. We're here every Monday with your emails, your stories, your questions. Happy New Year. That's right. First episode of 2022. We're here. We're going to get it started with a bang. And I want to thank you for being here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This is a great way to start your year. You might be thinking, I got resolutions. I don't know what I'm doing. It's the dead of winter. But no. Your Papa JT is here for you. The Wizard of Haas, the Climax Czar, the Prince of Promos. I'm here for you every Monday. And, and you know what? Someone in your life needs this podcast. Someone. Someone is out there. They're going, where do I go? What do I do? I need my questions answered. Well, send them the gift of J-Train. The gifting season doesn't have to end with the holidays. You got a link. A link that's worth... That, a link that has... I, I guess there's got to be over a thousand episodes. So someone is sitting there with time and energy and they're just like, get me out of my own brain and give them Papa JT. Let them put the brains on the shelf and, and people. I'm doing live shows. It's the new year. We got shows, shows, shows. Fort Lauderdale this weekend. Cincinnati, Ohio, West Nyack, New York, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, Sacramento, Hartford, San Francisco, Pittsburgh, Omaha, Columbus, Dayton. People. JaredFree.com, JaredFree.com, JaredFree.com. And listen, if you're sitting there going, I don't know, I, I don't live in any of those cities. How can I, you know, support in a way that I, I, or I hate the word support. S- fuck support. I hate that. I hate when people are like, I want to support. No, 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 no. We support one another. We are holding one. We're doing the thing where we're leaning against each other's backs. I give you the funnies. I bring the ha's. You can you, you can you can use the promo codes that we give you. Go to the sponsors. I don't know if they if you need some of the sponsors, but you might. I don't know. I just give them to you. Also, Patreon. Patreon, I'm doing three extra podcasts a week for $5 a month for the price of a cup of coffee, people. And I enjoy those podcasts. I, I mean, I enjoy all my podcasts. I love all my children. But I those Patreon podcasts are deep. We get into it. They get personal. Um, every Wednesday I do an extra luxury lounge every Friday I do one more email it's an email from the Patreon subscribers every Sunday coffee with J Monday excuse me Monday's coffee with J train where I just tell stories from the week so get involved people uh, patreon.com slash Jared Freed you download the app you got it right to your phone patreon.com slash Jared Freed okay enough with the announcements enough welcome to the new year it's 2022 we're gonna start with a bang I told you uh, an okay Pete of the podcast, original key player, back, hilarious uh, co-host of the podcast, Girls Gotta Eat, Raina Greenberg. Thank you for coming on. Hi, Jared. Thanks for having me. How are you? Good to I'm, see you. I'm great. I am wondering what makes you the climax czar. Are you the czar of other people's climaxes or no, your own? I'm the best at climaxing myself. Like better than all other men? I'm great at it. I don't know if I'm better. I just know that I am... Very good. My, I can I can do a good job at it. It's like it's like when someone says they're a good eater. Like, I, I know. I know I'm good at it. You're a good comer. I'm a good comer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm quick. I'm efficient. Listen, I, I uh, I'm like uh, I'm like a Swiss Army knife of coming. I, I can really I can get it done. Top three so, traits. I come well. I come well. Got I it. come happily. I do. I got, too. Right. Yeah. Like. Wouldn't, do you think that's a good thing from a guy? I guess it's not a good thing. Some, it depends. It, you know, you don't want, there's a sliding scale of, of male cl- climaxitude that you want someone to land somewhere. You know, you, 
it's like a three bear situation. Not too hot, not too cold, somewhere in the middle. You want you want like am I right or wrong on that? Because you hear about women res- that are like Go ahead. It's not a resume builder for me. It's not like a, a pre qualifier. I don't think mm. like when I meet a man, like, can he come? Like, I just assume most of them can because you don't hear from men as often as you mm. hear from women. I have problems climaxing. Like, I think it's a pretty common problem for women. I think that like outside of like masturbating or using toys, like actual like vaginal stimulation and like penetrative orgasms are like really hard for a lot of women. I I I hear that. I I guess my point is more like like if I come quickly, I'm like, oh, I've really ruined the party. I I I I cut into the cake too soon. Yeah. But then you hear from these other women that are like, oh, I went for hours. It was annoying. And I'm like, uh, I and sometimes I'm like, maybe they're saying that to make the quick comers feel better. Like I don't know. Like maybe that that to me is always a woman who's dating a guy who comes quick. She's like, oh, I used to hate it. It would go forever. I'm just like on the clock. And it's like, so you do have this thing of like. What's the right amount of time? Like, like sometimes I'll get to like 3.50 on the clock and I'm like, okay, everyone's had fun. It's time to take a nap. We can finish up. This is so funny because men and women have such different anxieties in bed. Men are like, I don't want to come too quick or, or I don't want it to take too long. Women are just like, can I come? That's yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> the, yeah, I, I guess well, because when the women write in here about guys not coming, they take it personally a little bit. It's it, like the emails that we get. You know, you probably get these emails, too. It's like I'm in bed with him. He's not doing it. And you go. Yeah, like there's other anxieties on his mind. You know, he might be, you know, masturbating a lot or whatever it is, or he, he just might have an ED issue. You know, you don't know. But it's like, I, I, I'm I, one to think that it's not about the woman. Like, it's just really his own head trash, you know? Yeah, I mean, you're a man, so I can't speak for you. But I would say, like, on the list of things that could be wrong when you're in bed with a man and he can't come, you are the last thing on the list. Yeah. Like your totally. naked body is the last thing on the list that like it is super normal to take it personal. I've definitely been with guys to camp, but like my go to in situations like that is just to say, like, is there anything I can do to like make this better for you? And then yeah. it just sort of puts it on me. Turn into like a waitress at a nice restaurant. <laughs> is there anything else I can do? Is there anything else? Tap water still sparkling. Let some it. people want more talking. Some people want less talking. Some people want you to like suck their dick a little. I want people to know like what's on the menu and I want to like serve them the dish they want. I'm going to need a less talking with a side of uh, French fries. Um, <laughs> that'll make me come. Well, I, listen, I'm pumped to have you here. Everyone go follow Raina at Raina.Greenberg on Instagram. Girls Gotta Eat podcast. If you don't listen, go get subscribed. Uh, I don't know what you're doing with yourself. We got so many great emails. Um, are you ready? Is there anything else we can talk about? Is there anything else to... You got live shows coming up, don't you? Yeah, we got lots of stuff through the year. Um, people can check it out on our website. Or we'll be all over the country um, with girlsgotteatpodcast.com. But you've been at a couple of our shows recently. It was such a pleasure so we have the best time so we did some i guess people can live stream the new york show that we, that i was the surprise guest on um, right it, now it's temporary we took it down so we oh so it's over just, you, you it's missed floating out offer yep okay so buy tickets listen, and come that show already came and went so to speak <laughs> so i we would read the text i gotta say people come to the shows with inhibitions gone like I <laughs> it is like you uh, your shows I think for the audience in my outsider's opinion because I did the New York show I was at the Chicago show people seem to come to let their freak flag fly it's almost like MTV's spring break for women a little bit 
Yes. Um, first of all, it, it is mostly women. Men come to the mm. shows. I'm seeing it's definitely since COVID. People really want to be with their partners more and like just do mm. more fun stuff. So I do see more like boyfriends and husbands coming, which is so cool. But um, I think because there's so many women, it feels like a safe space. And I think because Ashley and I are so open about our lives sure. and the weird shit that we do that everybody else is like, OK, they're not putting on a front. I don't need to. I just remember we read the sex list of a woman in Chicago and you know, it was so in debt. I guess, so for the listeners at home, if you don't know, I guess people who come to your shows write a list of people they've had sex with and they have like descriptions for each of the person. So, you know, the fun is reading these descriptions and asking, well, who is this? What was this experience? And I remember we were reading one woman's and I'm just going like, it was so thorough and she's like, curved dick from behind, <laughs> anal. And I'm like, and I'm like reading this like menu of like, Every, like I felt like I was reading the hyperlinks on YouPorn, like for all the different types of sex that you could watch. And then I was like, whose <laughs> list is this? And I remember I looked to the front row and there's this uh, this woman and she just like gives me a long nod, just like a mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And like had a grin. She looked like she had like the Grinch grin, the one that like curls. And I was like, wow, it was like, it was such a moment of power. Cause I was like, wow, th like this woman, she's like, I've done it. I've seen it. I loved it. I'm here. And, and I was and like, I, I really enjoyed it. Too. Yes. Yeah, I everyone mean, I... had that same attitude where it's like, we love it. We, we, and you know, in the time we live in a time of certain negativity, it was nice to see the positivity that came with it. I love that. Thank you for looking at this crazy behavior that we all participated in and saying, yeah. you know what, it is kind of normal. Well, it's the place for it. It's not like the, we were sitting in a church, like, we're at the place to do that. I gotta tell you one time and we can get into the emails. One time, Ashley and I, we were um, one of the keynote speakers at this Spotify podcasting conference in okay. Palm Springs. And it was like a work event in the middle of the day in like a hotel conference room. And they were like, yeah. we want you guys to like do your normal show. And we were like, really? And they, they were like, yeah, just do what you guys normally do. And like, oh my God, we were like, I don't think that's going to like fit in like a work environment. They're like, no, just let it fly. It, it was crazy. Yeah, I don't think the people from Brooklinen are going to be happy <laughs> with has anyone had come on their face recently? <laughs> no, these are all co-workers for Spotify. So you just have to like sit next to the person and know what their sex looks like. We're like, we can't do it. It was very funny. It was funny doing a sober, broad daylight conference room version of our show for Spotify. Co-workers. Co yeah, co-workers. Co I mean, like, listen, as, as someone who has done, you know, Christmas parties and co-workers events, oh, yeah. I, did, I did a, so the best part of COVID, in my opinion, was that you could do Christmas shows, but you could do them over Zoom. And uh -huh. some people hate that, but like Christmas shows, like if you're doing a company's holiday show, it's gonna suck no matter what, but you'd rather be able to shut your computer when it's done than, hey, have dinner with us when it's done. You know what that I mean? So true. Yes, you just get to shut the shame and walk Sh away. Shut it, walk away, go for a <laughs> walk. You can yell at, you know, uh, a lamppost to get that out of your system. So. There was one where, um, and what I like to do when I do these corporate events, especially over <laughs> Zoom, I is like, I, I say to the person, I'm like, make me the co-host so I can like control the Zoom, so I can like bring people, make their screen the big screen and make fun of like their background. It's like a good way to like get people into oh, it. Oh, that's fine. And then I, and I say, but also introduce me. I'm gonna keep my camera off. I need some illusion that I'm being brought on stage. So. <laughs> I like, so they introduce, and I go, when I'm done, I'm gonna turn off my camera, and then you can like unintroduce me. You can like close out your show. So I go, so I did a half hour for this company, 
and they go, okay, um, Jared, are you here? Like from minute one, it's just not working out. It's just like, they're like, Jared, are you, are you here? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like introduce me. It's like, it's like having my mom introduce me. I'm like, come on, mom, just do it. Like, just say my name. And they read like a whole long bio that like is on my website. It's like a 30 minute reading of like, Jared has been seen on you know whatever you know it's host the popular j train podcast like it's like and i'm like just say and now jared free like and so finally they go and now jared free and i hit my camera on and i go for like a half hour like i don't shut the fuck up like i i don't even leave room for laughter because i'd rather like in, keep my t- soul intact just like because you're seeing people that like work together plus is on zoom so i get to the end and i hit the and i go good night everybody and i hit the camera off button but i don't leave the meeting and I just hear this guy go, you got to give that guy a lot of credit. <laughs> you got you got to give that guy a lot of credit. You know, comedy ain't easy. And for us, and like, it's not like anyone's like, no, he was funny. There's just like, you know, a good for him, you know, doing this thing. And then you, you hear one woman just go, you know, he's still on. And then I just like quickly left the meeting. I was like, I have to go. That is so funny. You know, that's what I envision like that, like people at the front desk of gyms say about me when I walk into a gym. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, good for her for Give trying. Her. You know what? She came out today. Look at her. She tried. She has double D boobs. We know she's wearing right. three sports bras to be on that Peloton. <laughs> good for her. Good for her. She's trying. Well, listen, we're both going to try today. Raina, I'm so pumped to have you here. Everyone go follow Raina at Raina.Greenberg. Girls Gotta Eat Podcast. Go, 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 go listen. Subscribe if you don't already. We're going to do a bunch of emails. You know how this show works. I think you're the perfect guest to start the new year with. I think everyone here, if you're new to the show, if you're old to the show, all I ask, subscribe to the podcast, let people know. And I love this question because it's about empowerment. And I think that's what your podcast brings for a lot of women, like especially that woman in the front row just being like, yeah, I had that curved dick anal. And I was like, oh, okay, this is called Let's Get Wiggy With It. Dear Jared, big lover of the podcast and it's become a part of my daily ritual of putting it on in the background. Here's my issue. I have a form of alopecia called androgenetic alopecia, which has been a general thinning of my hair. It's been hard to deal with as I always had such a great head of hair and as a woman it's a bit of a safety blanket now i've resulted in wearing a wig when i go to work or a social event or holiday or date i throw my natural hair um in, uh, in a i throw my natural she writes in parentheses bio i guess your biological hair i, I throw my my natural bio hair in a bun if I run errands or walk the dog as I still have hair. It's just too thin for me to feel confident, if that makes sense. I think that makes perfect sense. Totally get it. I have attached a few photos of me in the wig for your reference. I think it looks supernatural. Now, I forwarded this to you, Raina. She looks amazing. Amazing. Like, really like, beautiful. Beautiful. I would never notice, like, you know, if that's a concern, but I'm saying... She's beautiful. Like there's, and her hair looks great. Like I, I, I'm actually, weren't you shocked this was a wig? Yes, I was very shocked. It looks fantastic. It looks unbelievable. So, okay. So I have yet to meet a man uh, who I felt strong enough connection with where I had to explain my hair was a wig. But that moment will eventually come and I'm terrified of the man's reaction of, hey, so I wear a wig. Yikes. Already getting anxious about saying that out loud. Any tips on how to rip off the Band-Aid eventually and what to do if a man's reaction isn't a nice one? Thank you, 
and she signs it Wiggy. I like this person. I think it's a fantastic email. I think everyone has their version of thinning hair. You know, everyone has that thing. Like I talk all the time about like fitting in a t-shirt well. Like mine's my chest. Like I get very self-conscious about having a man boob, so to speak. If I'm if I'm going to if we're all going to have like if we're all going to like pick up the mic and 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 tell our story, like I would say that I dress in a way that is a wig. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So yeah. do, you, do you, what do you think about this? I so I I think like a, the idea of having this like this is very relatable to anyone listening. Um, so I definitely want to defer to you after this about like what men think in general because I sure. can't speak for men. But um, I I totally co-sign that we all have our own metaphorical version of a wig. You know, like mm. my my feet are really ugly. I know someone's going to have to see them during the summertime at some point. Um, <laughs> I know tons of women, like girlfriends of my own that don't like when guys go down on them because they're insecure about the way that their vagina looks. Like everybody has their thing. My my heart really hurts for her when I read this because I like really relate to this. I, I, I've straightened my hair my whole life. So it's much thinner Mm -hmm. than it used to be. And I think obviously for women, like this is what you show the world when you are fully dressed. And it's such a mark of like femininity and confidence to um, have like a big flowing mane of hair. Um, And so I relate to it. I just I do want to give her a tip. I I take Wellbell. Nutrafol is also really great. So I don't know how those things interact with alopecia, but they're both really great just to try to grow your hair a little bit. Um, So for me, I wear I wear hair extensions all the time, like to Mm. to perform. I just haven't had like and, and since I've taken those things, my hair have gotten a little better. But um, it is always an issue for me when I go on a date with a guy or it used to be because I haven't gone on a date with a new person in a while, where I'm like, oh, my God, we're going to start hooking up. He's going to run his hands through my hair. He's going to realize I have extensions in my hair, mm-hmm. just like somebody would realize you have a wig on. Um, so, I mean, what I would do like with my ex when we first started hooking up is I would pop into the bathroom. I would just take the extensions out, stuff them in my purse, throw my hair into a bun. And like mm. men never notice. Um, <laughs> and we, then eventually, that is a thing. Starting interrupt but i would say on the on the subject of noticing when we're there we are very we are not noticers when we're in that like in the heat of like whatever like if you're hooking up and all of a sudden hair's in a bun we're like okay okay, hair's in a bun but i'm with this hot chick that i've been wanting like noticing is not our strong suit 100 percent. and then on top of that you know you do that a couple times but you do eventually have to get to a point with people where like it's this funny thing like my hair extensions are hanging on a clip in my bathroom on the wall like it's a (laughs) funny thing with somebody that you care about that cares about you and like you said we all have like our version of a wig like when we start like to get comfortability with the person like we're all gonna have to reveal things about our body that we don't like and that we don't feel confident about so i mean it's just something you're gonna have to face i understand it can be like really scary just like some women don't want men to go down on them feel some people just don't feel confident naked i understand it's like you know your hair is so linked to your confidence but we all have shit wrong with our body and at the end of the day you're gonna have to tell somebody and if somebody isn't nice to you i mean this just goes in general for any part of your body your appearance fuck that person that's just not a nice person totally and you know what i'll let's give her credit i think she's doing the right thing so far what she wrote a very specific line in her email um I she writes, uh, I have yet to meet a man who I felt a strong enough a connection with where I had to explain my hair was was a wig. I think this is something this is like revealing a piece of you, you know, like not everyone deserves that information. I think that's like a like I think that's like a kind of a nice thing to like share with someone when you do care about them. And whoever you do trust enough to like you have to trust yourself like if you care about someone and you're enjoying their company i think anyone that you would feel that way about would also 
receive this information well. You know, they, I think they're going to like care about you too. Like we we like to think this is it's it's funny that we think like I'm the only one who feels and then the person across from me doesn't feel at all. And it's like if you're like a, a month in with someone, you're like I like this person, I'm having a good time and they're going out with you, they're having a good time and they like you too. So like this information won't be like, ugh, get away from me. Like, that's not how they're going to react. They're going to go, oh, I like you, and this is just something about you that I'm getting to know, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so the last thing I want to say about this is, you know, I feel like if she is a little uncomfortable bringing this up with somebody she doesn't know, um, I wouldn't, and maybe don't get into situation. I mean, I think the issue comes up when you're, like, going to have sex with somebody. You don't want them to, like, pull your wig off. Also, um, ma making out, like, if, if you're making out and, like, that can get messy in its own way too you know I, I would understand that she's like I, I if i were her i would feel anxious especially if you're like feel like you're hiding something i wouldn't want to do that so i would wait until like a date or two to just say on a date like just casually well you know i suffer from alopecia so i actually do wear a wig and what i want to relate this to is so i'm getting a breast reduction um mm. this month i'm getting it uh and i i've been thinking a lot like how how are those scars gonna look and how am i gonna tell somebody like what that looks like and you know mm -hmm. to like I, i've just i've never had to like take my clothes off and think about like these these scars i'm gonna have mm -hmm. and i i've been thinking like of course i would bring it up on a date like a couple dates in like I've had this surgery I, I had a breast reduction or not but like I'm probably not going to sleep with somebody that I feel so uncomfortable with that I feel like they're going to shame me for scars or I wouldn't totally. bring that up with I've also had people I've 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 hooked up with women who have had breast reductions who have had that talk with me where they're like just want to let you know and, I, and it's like to me I'm like no I listen I think you're beautiful this is not the idea that like this is some sort of deal breaker for me is like is crazy, but I understand why like, you know, there's anxiety about it. Um, I would also say there's a much more positive spin that I'm going to give to this. If okay. I could if I could make this a, I, and listen, this is a serious subject because it's about insecurities and all that stuff. And she's dealing with this. But I would say to her the like the most like I will say, listen wig sex is hot the idea that you're you can rotate around the dial and like do you remember that show the jennifer garner show um where she was like a secret agent yes i do the name is escaping me um but yes i know it's it's like a fun role play alias thing. alias she was so she was an alias and alias was a very popular show it's from 2001 to 2006 and the whole marketing campaign was that she was this undercover spy who was always in different wigs. And you know what? Men fucking love that. Men got into that. That is a hot thing. For me, I I would love if I dated someone who was like, you know, tonight we're going Bob, tomorrow we're going blonde, tomorrow, you know, then it, it adds a, a yeah. spice to the relationship that like <clears throat> on the positive, like to me, to this woman, and I know because it's, she she wrote in her email like this is kind of progressed she's she says she goes it's a, a thinning of her hair so it's not like she was born this way this is something that's kind of evolved over time so i can understand like it's hard to like not harken back to this other time where you had a fuller head of hair but i think like if you had started life this way you'd be like no i got like 30 wigs at home and you would see that like men fucking love this. Like, I, I mean, the, the most fun way to reveal this would be show up on the date as this 
other version of yourself where it's like, what, what is this? And you're like, ah, this is the way I tell people that I really like that you're going to have a fun night with, um, you know, La Femme Nikita, you know, like with uh, the girl from Pulp Fiction, you know, like, I don't know. Do you know uh-huh. what I mean? I love this. It's so naughty. Like, what a great way to role play and like switch yeah. it up in the bedroom. And also, by the way, if the worst thing that is wrong with your body is that you wear a dope wig that looks awesome, like good for you. She is beautiful. She is smart. She's funny. Like, how cool is it that like she gets to check all those boxes? Yeah. And I totally agree. And I think like what's interesting is it's it's in, like that she when we look at pictures of her, we're like, I would have never noticed. But like, some, you know, part of this is like, maybe play, you know, and I know this takes time. This is me telling someone uh, how to take care of their own insecurities. And if someone gave me ideas, I'd be like, yeah, well, I'll give it a shot some when I feel like I can. But I'm like, maybe you get to a point where it's like, I am doing up this wig thing. And it's something I'm very open about. And it's something that like, I get to, it. to me, it becomes your outfit. Like it becomes a part of your, like, you know, you get to have this fun additional thing. So like understand that if I'm saying this, there's another man out there who would feel the same type of excitement that I'm kind of getting in my, you know, in my mind's eye right now. So it's, it's not going to be negative. I do believe. A hundred percent. And also um, I'm just going to borrow a line from Ashley, um, my co-host of my show. We were talking about my breast reduction surgery, but you know, why feel a certain way about yourself and just like attribute this to like what, like the five people that are ever going to have an opinion about this for the rest of your life. All your friends don't care. Your family doesn't care. You Mm -hmm. shouldn't care. You look great. What there's like one guy that you might go on a date with that thinks it's like kind of weird. He's on a date with somebody with a wig. Like you shouldn't feel anything about that. Like that's just, that's somebody else's shit. Yeah. That guy wasn't the guy. It wasn't like that was going to be your future husband wig or no wig that guy was never going to be you know the guy <laughs> the j train podcast is brought to you by brooke linen look at you you made it through the holiday madness and that means one thing it's time to treat yourself gift yourself the comfort and relaxation you deserve with brooke linen's lineup of cozy bedding and beautiful home essentials made for me time people brooke linen i am i am such a fan because it's really amazing products that they've cut out the big store that you used to have to go to, those big box stores, and they're like, no, 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 we're going to send it right to you. And it's hotel quality stuff. It's like, you know, I'm staying in a hotel right now. You put on that robe and you get in those sheets and you go, why don't I, why, why wouldn't this be my home? Well, now it can be. It's simple. Starting the new year off right means starting the new year off rested hit reset for 2022 with top-notch sleep thanks to brooklyn's five-star bedding the bedding is so good that my mom it's mom approved they've moved out of internet you know podcast world and into mom world that's how good it is because my mom's asking for this stuff she loves it if you're looking for a more comfy comforter Brooklinen is the place to go. They come in lightweight, all season, and ultra warm to suit every type of sleeper and lifestyle. See, they're thinking about everybody. There's even a weighted comforter option for stress relief. At Brooklinen, comfort goes way beyond the bedroom. Their collection includes everything from robes and towels to super soft loungewear, so the cozy just keeps on coming. There's a reason Brooklinen has over 80,000 five-star reviews and counting. Refresh your rest with the comfort essentials from Brooklinen. Go to brooklinen.com and use promo code JTRAIN20 for $20 off your purchase of $100. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com. 
Enter promo code JTRAIN20 for $20 off your purchase of $100. Brooklinen.com, promo code JTRAIN20. The J Train Podcast is brought to you by Solo Stove. There's nothing quite like the feeling of gathering around a warm fire on a cool evening. And a smokeless fire pit from Solo Stove makes your outdoor moments even more memorable. No more having to constantly dodge campfire fumes. Just sit back, relax, and enjoy the fire. And with Solo Stove's holiday sale running until January 9th, you can get a great deal on a Solo Stove fire pit. Here's what I'm going to tell you right now. It is winter's here, and... All you want to do is extend your living space because your house and your apartment, whatever it is, it's going to be, you know, the walls are going to be closing in on you. Solo stove is a great opportunity. You can put it on a roof. You can put it on a deck. You can put it in the backyard. It extends your space. What a cool thing. What a thing to like just kind of switch up the winter months. Make the time with your friends and family richer with a Stolo Stove fire pit. Solo Stove fire pits are brilliantly engineered, made with premium grade 304 stainless steel and a 360 degree airflow system that maximizes efficiency while minimizing smoke. That's a big deal, right? Again, extending your space. You don't want to have to you know, go to one side of the pit, you want to be able to use the whole thing and easy to light with a few bits of starter. Your fire is blazing in minutes and it's perfectly portable. You can take Solo Stove with you on a camping trip and more. Let the gifting begin. Shop Solo Stove's holiday sale for huge site-wide savings now through January 9th. Get, and you can get $10 off with promo code JTRAIN plus a lifetime warranty and free 30-day returns. Get an extra $10 off holiday deals at solostove.com, promo code JTRAIN, Solo Stove Fire Pits and Stoves, engineered for adventure. JTRAIN Podcast at gmail.com, JTRAIN Podcast at gmail.com, here with Raina Greenberg, at Raina.Greenberg. Girls Gotta Eat Podcast, go, 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 go. Subscribe. Do butterflies die after 25? Now, Raina, I don't know if you've noticed this with the emails you're getting. But I would say that right now, the general theme has been darkness. I've gotten, I put up a, I put up an Instagram question box the other day and the questions were like, will I ever love again? And it's like, hey, <laughs> people, I understand. It's like, there's not a lot of daylight. We, it's cold, but like we gotta, and now I get, and I do understand like, there's just a lot of um, failure in dating. So I can understand like this time of year when you're just kind of sitting at home and it's swipe or dinner, you know, it's like one or the other. It can, but like this one, do butterflies die after 25 is like, this is kind of the theme that's been going on. Um, that was just the question. Like, do they no, die I'm not, after 25? I, I'm just asking, do you feel that there's a general, you know, negativity in the air these days? I feel the opposite, and I'll tell you why. Okay. I feel like I declared 2021 the year of the breakup. I feel like, yeah. especially in the fall of 2021, I saw, including myself, more people break up than mm. ever before in history, more of our audience members. And I think it's a good thing. Not They didn't just break up with their boyfriends, their significant others. They broke up with their jobs. Mm. I think it's like what COVID has taught people is like, life is short, but life is also long. And I don't have to deal with this shit. I don't have to be in something that doesn't make me happy. Yes. I'm not going to keep a job I don't like. I'm not going to stay in a relationship that's lukewarm. Um, I don't think the butterflies die. I think that what gives us butterflies can change. I think that interesting. That, I think that that feeling that we attribute to butterflies can often be anxiety and stress masked as this like excitement that somebody stopped acting shitty at us for five minutes. I like that. Here, let me read the email. I like that perspective. I'm, I'm a 25 year old female and I'm scared I'll never be able to love someone like I did my ex. <laughs> Play the sad music. I mean. <laughs> 
We had plans to get married before he cheated on me slash broke up with me four years ago, which sounds so young, but is very typical for people in the South. Well, let me stop this email. This is something people... I under, Listen, I don't live in the South, but I do live in the Northeast. And people do the same thing with like Jersey. They're like, yeah, I can. They people like go, oh, I can. They they just sit with this like theme that makes them feel comfortable. That's like, in Jersey, we got Sunday sauce, and everyone tells you to go fuck yourself. So that like allows them to act like an asshole. And it's like people do this with the South too. They're like, everyone's married and young. And it's like, get off of the themes. Get off of it. I understand you may know some people, but like. And I, I'm yelling at this person who's like, "My, but I'll never have love again." But I'm, I'm, I'm trying to yell some sense into you, like, you know, the idea that like you broke up at 21 and at 25 you've still not like just because everyone does doesn't mean it is. It's just not the truth. Okay, so I'm just like stopping this for two seconds. Okay. But I've never felt the same way about someone since. I took a two-year-long break from dating, have been in therapy ever since the breakup, and I'm truly happiest, most at peace that I've ever been. My body count is in the high double digits, and I've gone out with many men and women and women since him, and currently have a new boyfriend and a new job in NYC. So you're not not everyone's married. Okay. <laughs> so no like, one's married. No one <laughs> that I love. <laughs> But nothing has ever made me feel as happy or as understood as I felt with, with when I was with him. I know we dated when I was so young, so maybe as you get older, you just don't feel the same butterflies or spark as when you're in your early 20s. But I've never met someone who understands my sense of humor or the way that I view the world as well as uh, he did, and it's making me think that I should start to lower my expectations for a life partner. I've heard from so, so many people slash podcasts that the feeling of love changes as you get older, as Raina just said, um, and have more experience, so I'm wondering if I'm just over romanticizing the past or is there hope that I can find another best friend to fall in love with in the future sincerely disillusioned dater what do you think Raina I think that she's being really hard on herself. I feel like Very just she can't find it right now. It's been a few years. It doesn't mean you'll never find. I think love is rare. That's why love is mm -hmm. special. I think yes. that, you know, finding a person that understands your sense of humor and your schedule and your friends that can fit into your family. And like, it's asking a lot. I think that we ask a lot of our partners today. And I think that it becomes harder to find them. Um, I think just because you haven't found somebody you feel exactly you feel exactly like that about in four years doesn't mean anything's wrong with you. And also, I think we need to stop discounting how important it is to have a high body count to date men and women and mm -hmm. have experiences and go get all fucked up all night, and do drugs and sleep all day and make yep. mistakes. And like, what a gift to be able to go experience that and to do it at this age is like the best time to do it. I have a friend who's 29 that just got out of like a very long term serious relationship and she's just like, I didn't date at all in my 20s. I didn't get to mm. experience any of the mistakes. And and, you know, I, I just I think she's so free of it now, but it's so nice to be 25 and in New York City and date and fuck and, around and and learn. That's the thing. You don't just fuck around to fuck around. Learn from what you like and don't like. As someone, like I think being in your 30s is like the best because you're like you you don't waste your time with figuring things out. You're like, no, I don't like that. I've been on the group dinner with that group and they suck. They're annoying. I'm not going on it again. <laughs> you know, it's and, and let me give this and I, I agree with everything you say. Okay, Raina, but I'm going to give some tough love to this person. Hit me up. And, and, and I in sometimes the answer is in the email. Okay, so 25 um, and they dated. They broke up for we had planned to get married, 
before he cheated on me slash broke up with me four years ago. Okay, so that puts the timestamp at 21. 21 is easy to be a good boyfriend. It's easy. It's easy to be there for you. It's easy to be um, at your beck and call. It's easy. It's easy. It's easy. Okay? It's easy. You got your mom and dad's credit card in your pocket. You don't have to go to a job every day. You got Friday. You you made your schedule for college that had no Friday classes. You don't have to go to the gym every day because your fucking metabolism is the best it's ever been. And you're hot and you don't have to do anything you don't want to do or make a list of things that you have to do throughout the day because you can always put your girlfriend at the top of that list because you got nothing else going on. So just remember, he was a good boyfriend to you because he was easy. Also, let's remember, he cheated on you and broke up with you. He was never going to marry you. He may have mentioned marriage because that was easy to talk about. It made you feel good, and he saw the little glimmer in your eye when you heard about marriage, but he was saying those things because it made you feel good, which in turn made him feel good, okay? Let me also say, <laughs> right now you're living in the dream world of this relationship, and I'm saying dream world, and I'm trying to do it as respectfully as possible because I understand why this can happen. When someone cheats, you say, well, we would have been together if they hadn't cheated. No, no, no. It was never going to, It was. It, you were not together because you two were not the match. You never were going to be the match. The cheating happened because you two weren't the match, because he's fucked up. He was an asshole. He ruined a good thing, and that's okay, but it wasn't really that good a thing. See, that's like the thing. When it's when, when someone cheats, it, because there's the breakup becomes because of one reason, we look over all the other reasons. This relationship wasn't as good as you thought it was. The cheating isn't why it ended. The cheating is what spurred the ending for why it should have ended probably a year before. Raina, do you think I'm being too hard? Uh, no, I think this is great advice. I never really even thought about that. Like obviously at 21, like you don't have all the constraints of like real life around you. So none. it's also easy to get away from a relationship for four years and look back on it fondly. That's why after a breakup immediately, I mean, during the breakup that day, I make a list of all the shitty shit I didn't like about you. And I read that list all the time because of course, four years go by and you're like, I, I, for, I forget the bad stuff, but I remember that they understood me yeah. with the same sense of humor. Um, and I just know butterflies and never. She's gonna, go away. And she's going to find that person. She, I think, and sorry to interrupt because I think the, the idea that like, you know, the cheating thing is a very like hyperbolic thing, but it's cheating, it's long distance, it's they're moving, it's I'm moving. These all become excuses for why we ended. That people go, that's why people live in this delusion that it was so great. And it's, oh, well, if that one thing didn't happen, we'd be together. No relationship is one thing away from ending. A hundred percent. Also, listen, I don't want to, I never try to diminish relationships when you were 21. They're just as real to you as mine are to me today. But it was a childhood relationship and it was easy yes. to be in. And there was a lot less things to consider. Uh, I also think that love just changes as you get older. You'll find people you're in love with. Every person I've been with has been really different than the last person. The love was different. I, the butterflies for me have never gone away. I'm in my me mid 30s. It's always exciting to meet somebody new. And how great is it that <laughs> you can be a more fully formed person and find somebody who's like a little more grown up and an adult too.
What are you yeah, laughing at? I, I'm laughing at the idea that butterflies, like, what a thing to say to someone who's older. Like, like, you know, like it, it is such a female thing because women, for whatever reason, that right into this podcast that I hear from, they're just like they're old immediately. Like they turn twenty one and like they're seniors in college. Like we're the grandmas. Like no dude ever calls himself the grandpa of campus. It's just never like we're always young until we're fucking dead. So it's like the idea that like. Well, I guess I'm growing up now. The butterflies are dead. It's time to move on to the next part of life. Like, So for her, no, I don't think you should lower your standards. No. I don't think you should chase. Sounds like she's like awesome. She sounds like she's sleeping around she's and great. trying different things. And I am really happy in a relationship and not in a relationship. So if you feel this anxiety that like I need to be in a relationship and it defines my happiness and who I am, just find other things to define your happiness and who you are. Totally. I, 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 and I don't mean to make it about the last relationship, but it sounded like someone that needed to reevaluate how they look at the last relationship yeah. to get away from it. And I do agree. She sounds cool. She sounds fun. Keep those standards. It's And also, take a look at your standards. Like, listen, I look at my standards. I'm like, what am I What am I looking for here? It's okay to self-assess. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. Here with Raina Greenberg at Raina.Greenberg. Girls Gotta Eat Podcast. Too much is, this is called Too Much is Too Much. Jared and Guest. Okay. So me and my boyfriend have been dating about eight months now. It started out as amazing. I fell hard fast. No major issues until recently. Recently, it's just felt a lot less exciting for me. I'm not nearly as excited to see him. I find myself getting really annoyed with little things he does or says. I find that I'm not in the mood to cuddle or have sex, that type of thing. I feel like we need to take a step back and maybe see each other less less often slash talk a little less often. We spend a lot of time together as sometimes the entire weekend with hardly any time apart. We also spend around two or three days during the work week together as well. In addition to that, we always uh, either text or chat on Microsoft Teams every day throughout the day. We work at the same company in different departments, hence the Microsoft Teams. It's just so constant that I'm starting to feel suffocated in a way. How can I tell him that I need us to not talk slash see each other as much without seeming like a bitch or scaring him? I don't want him to think that I'm trying to break up with him or something like that. And I don't want him to overthink uh, talking slash seeing me. Like like think that he's not allowed to or or walking on eggshells around me, if that makes sense. Please help. Um, So what do we think? So... First of all, I think that she needs to get to the root of the problem before she addresses how she wants to handle it. So is it Mm. that you want to spend less time with him, which is a normal thing? I think that it's this weird societal constraint that we like think that we should see our partner like five, six days a week. No, we shouldn't. Um, Do do you feel like you just want a little more independence in general for yourself or or does being with this specific person feel like an obligation that you don't want to commit to, in which case you should probably end the relationship? So I'm saying, is he the issue or are you the issue? Um, and then I think if you decide he's not the issue, I really like him. I just really like my personal space, which I do too. I really like being alone and I enjoy having mm-hmm. a night to myself. I enjoy like FaceTiming all night with a friend, having a glass of wine. Like I don't need to be with my partner seven days a week. Um, I would say, first of all, it's a natural thing to feel and you should trust your partner to understand that. Like, I think we just don't tell our partners things all the time. So we're afraid that like, but like he might feel the exact same. He might feel like he would love a little time away from you, too. And like, how fun is it to acknowledge that? Yeah, I I think her issue is like totally normal, especially because they work together. You're around the same yeah. office together. Like, I think you want to be excited to see your partner. You you know, like you, you don't want to be like, uh, like 
you want to have something to tell them. Like I, that's why, like, may, you know, some of this texting that we do with people we just met is like too much. Like my parents, like my dad would go to work and then like talk to my mom at the end of the day. Can you imagine like <laughs> the difference? Like you would have like like I think of things that way, and I'm like. What do I have left to say to these people that I go on a I date know. with? Like, we've already talked about the day all day. <laughs> I know, but I think all the thoughts and opinions I have are so funny and interesting. I like right? kind of share them that moment. Like, um, it, it, so I, I think that you can, you know, I would say to yourself, I want to assess what my boundaries are right now before I talk to this person. So just saying to somebody, I want to see you less can be a little tough because it makes another person feel like, I don't know what I'm allowed to text her, see her, call her. I yeah. think that like, and I don't think you also need to go to it and say specifically, I only want to see you two nights a week. Um, yeah, I, I don't think it has to be as contractual. I agree. Well, it, it, she, right now she's like, Okay, we need to take a break. I think that's maybe too strong. I'm with you. Like, it feels like she's like, I, I think what you said in the beginning is very true. Like, we got to figure out what this is. And part of figuring it out is like, hey, maybe this week you say you're a little busy. Maybe this week you make some plans with some girlfriends instead of like, see him at work, be cool at work and like take a week to like, hey, I got plans with my girlfriends this night. I got plans with my other girlfriends this night and I'm going to do an alone night this night. Um, can we do Saturday like a date night instead this week? Like maybe th th let's plan ahead so it's not just like because I think when you're eight months in and you're already doing like I'll be at your place today. Like let's have a little excitement to see each other and let's see if that kind of changes how things go. Now if you get to Saturday and you go oh I got to see this fucking piece of shit. All right, maybe you don't want to see him that much. <laughs> right. I think like let's normalize also asking for time for ourselves. I, I've been trying to get better at this too because I like time by myself. And I had a girlfriend ask me the other day if I wanted to go out to dinner on Wednesday with some friends. And I was like, no. Mm. And she was like, oh, do you have plans? And I was like, no, I just don't want to. Yeah. I just I just don't want to have plans. Yeah. I, I And sometimes plans can feel overbearing even with the people you care most about. I can totally understand that. Yes, but being in a relationship does not mean that every other moment of your free time is contractually obligated to the other person. No, and and you know this could be again one of the options for what's going on is like maybe he's a dependent person and you're not really the right match for one another. Mm -hmm. Like the work thing is so tough because it's like it's good that you're in different departments, but like the idea that like you don't want to be like icked out by the person you're like seeing being like, Hey, how's the day going? You're like, Oh, just get out of my fucking office. Like I, I wouldn't want that. Do but you I, have a feeling for like, I mean, I, you lived with the last partner you had, mm. but like, do you like how many days is too many days for you to see somebody? Um, see, I don't have like that rule in my head. Like to, to me, to me, if I'm with someone, I can look at them and go, hey, today's not the day for me. <laughs> Get, just let's, can we not do something tonight? I'll see you next week or I'll text you later. I, I need a night on the couch. I need two nights. Oh, this, this standing appointment thing ain't working for me. Like, mm -hmm. I, I think relationships are negotiations. And I think her negotiation, her tactic seems to be, I need to, like, you know, put a pause on things. And it's like, I, I don't think that's really how I would do things in a relationship. I think if someone cares about you, they understand and they're not going like, well, can I say hi to you? You know, like if someone's response to you saying like, Hey, I got to need some time is like, can I, well, is it cool if I come up to you? I'm like, you just don't get me, you know? Mm -hmm.
Yeah. And if I mean, I think that you should just you got to start at the beginning and say, like, if I'm like skeeving, having sex with this person, I don't want to cuddle with them. I don't yeah. like I'm not enjoying the interactions like is it you need some free time to yourself or do you just need space from that person? You don't want to be with them. You yeah, know, it, that's the hard thing here. She did write cuddle or have I'm not in the mood to cuddle or have sex like I don't know. I, I wouldn't. I think this is a slow like. Uh, the 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 reflex is to go get them out of your fucking life break up with them but i think that there's an in-between before you get to that point like we're both kind of saying that is like let's just say hey man i can't hang out this week (laughs) and like (laughs) hey i'm like i've made some make some other plans or make some plans with yourself and see how he reacts to that and like and and also say like i'm not trying to get weird with you i'm just saying i need a little bit of time a little space to see where my head's at that even sounds even too like I would be like I guess this person's dumping me, but I I don't know I. And the, there's an in between. Yes, and the last thing I would do is not be so responsive on text and Microsoft Teams and all these different ways that somebody can reach you. I think that sometimes you can just you can practice a behavior and hope somebody mirrors it. And I, I try that first usually before I verbally correct the behavior and just hope that sometimes they'll realize okay you know what she's busy she's just not trying to yeah. fuck with me all day long. I, I mean, even if you have to have a team's breakup, hey, we have to miss each other a little bit. I can't yeah. be looking at you working just to look at you working. You And it's like, if you're really together, like I would look at them and go, don't you feel that way too? And they'd be like, no. I'd be like, okay, then we're fucked up. Like, <laughs> The J Train is thrilled to welcome our new sponsor, Chime. Kick off 2022 with a better checking account with no monthly fees. Chime, the award-winning app and debit card has no overdraft fees, no foreign transaction fees, no monthly fees, and no service fees. With over 60,000 fee-free in-network ATMs at many locations like most Walgreens, 7-Eleven, CVS, you can access your money when you need it, where you need it. You can also send money to anyone, even if they're not on Chime. Fee-free for you and no cash-out fees for them. Make your first good decision of the new year and join over 10 million people using Chime. Sign-up takes only two minutes and doesn't affect your credit score. Get started at Chime.com slash JTrain. That's Chime.com slash JTrain. Now the stuff the lawyers make us say. Banking services provided by and debit card issued by the Bancorp Bank or Stride Bank, NA members FDIC. Get fee-free transactions at any MoneyPass ATM in a 7-Eleven location and at any AllPoint or Visa Plus Alliance ATM. Otherwise, out-of-network ATM withdrawal fees may apply. Sometimes pay anyone. Instant transfers can be delayed. The recipient must use a valid debit card or be a Chime member to claim funds. Podcast at gmail.com, Podcast at gmail.com. Um, I want to do an update, okay, on an email because we read an email last week and I actually wanted to hear your opinion where a guy was, um, he had a ball removed because he had testicular cancer. Yeah. He's, he's going to be okay. Great. Um, and I wrote back to him. He wrote this great email. If you go back to last week's episode, it was the first email, email we did. And I wrote, hey, man, good luck. Answer this for next week's show. Happy you're going to make a full recovery. We decided on no ball. He was asking if he should get a ball or not, like a prosthetic. And I said Uh no ball because – and Allison Leiby, who was the guest, um, she was saying you can always put the ball in. Like taking it out is kind of a weird extra step. So I said no ball because then it's a conversation piece. It's a little different. And then I wrote – so I wrote, we decided on no ball. Good luck. And he wrote back – I want to read his email. 
Thanks so much. Had surgery a couple days ago and recovery off to a good start. Decided on no ball. <laughs> and then, I can't believe you made medical decisions for this guy. Yeah. Well, he, he wrote, glad we see eye to eye on this one, Doc. So... <laughs> Good luck to him in recovery. I just want to wish him luck. What would you think if you, you were hooking up with a guy with one ball? I literally couldn't care less. And that is from somebody who loves to give blowjobs. I love it. I'm down wow. there all the time. I have never looked at someone's ball game even once. I have more dicks in my mouth more often. Love <laughs> it. I just I'm just kidding about that last part. If my dad girls got to eat. Um, but I, I, do, I really, I like, I enjoy that. I like every, whatever. I can't hammer it home enough. I have never looked at someone's ball sack. I don't care at all. I don't know anybody that would care. Like it's the same to me. It's like the, it's the similar to like scars after getting a breast reduction. Like it's like, we're there. I'm at the party. This is great. Yeah, I just it's not something I could ever possibly imagine caring about. I don't even know that I would notice. You could never I could have I could be married to somebody. and I still might not notice they only have one ball. Well, that's the thing. It's very rare that you hold both balls in your hand. Uh -huh. Maybe you'll or suck on mouth. one ball. Yeah, yeah you, you don't get both balls in the mouth. So you wouldn't even know. You're like, I can only I'm only a one ball at a time person. Like, imagine putting a foreign object into your body, in your ball sack, so that, like, the four people that are ever going to see it, like, are comfortable with your body. Well, that's the other thing. It's, like, it's going to feel like a regular ball. So it's not even like you get this conversation piece. It's not like it feels like a ping pong ball. Like, it's going to feel like a ball. Like, the prosthetics have come a long way. So it's, like, it's not even, like, interesting at that point. I know. I don't know. I uh, let's read. We'll do a couple more, and then we'll do we'll do one more, and then a screenshot. Is that okay, Raina? Yeah, yeah. Let's yeah. do this one. He's definitely not over his ex, yes. J Train. Feather, feather. I've been single for two and a half years with many failed situationships in between that have left me exhausted and overall sad about dating. That is the sentence that is going on. I saw someone's prompt on a dating app was, "We'll get along if you're a nice guy," and I was like. Oh, no. <laughs> We have we have gone down the hill of what we're looking for. Like I used to be like, I'm my partner, my greatest friend, my lover. Now it's like, can you just be a person? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd like to thank men for lowering the bar for I'm all, sorry. Men, for all well, other men. I just think the apps, the apps weren't built for both of us. I don't, like the apps were built for like, I think it was, the, to be honest, the apps are perfect for gay or lesbian people because you, at least it's the same thing, you know. Okay. <laughs> at least you, you know, the, the you know the, the lesbians can find each other, get in relationships right away. The gay men can, you know, hook up and then figure it out later. Like it, it's just, I don't know. I don't think it was made for straight people. But it, this well, person writes, "Oh, go ahead. I'm okay. sorry. I understand the anxiety of like, where is he? I'm so exhausted from this. You know. Yeah. Well, and then that's the other thing, like. Women want to get off the apps. Men want to stay on the apps. And it's just like, <laughs> it's just, so she writes, I was ready to give up, especially on the apps. But I met this guy in Bumble that I've hit it off with. See, it's always, oh, and then the one guy, you know. Uh, we have now gone on two dates. For reference, I'm 29. He's 28. He's great. He's sweet, attractive, fun to be around. I think we really click. And we've had fun on the two dates we've had. I haven't liked anyone for a long time that hasn't been a toxic situationship. Well, let's give credit to the situationships. This has been two dates. We don't, I, I understand, like, let's not hold him in too high of regard. Okay. A great two dates can become a toxic situationship. The idea that it can't is 
Totally. We've lost track, okay? He's a great balance of healthy and stable, but also fun. He shows a lot of interest in me and has made it clear that he wants to go on more dates after the holidays. The problem is he is definitely not over his ex. After a couple of drinks on each date, he has brought up how hard it's been for him since they split six months ago. He said they did it for a year and a half, and it was his first and only serious relationship. It sounds like she broke up with him, but he also says he knows how toxic the relationship was and that it was probably for the best. On the first date, I gave him a pass, thinking that the three margaritas we had him had made him want to open up. On the second date, it was very clear he's not over her. As he told me, he's nervous for the holidays this year because he's the first one without her, and he's thinking of her because he doesn't have family here. That's pretty deep. Uh, basically he hopes she's okay and is obviously thinking about her a ton. I'm very uncomfortable with it and feel like we're, uh, we're hitting it off one second thinking he might even kiss me or something. And the next second, I feel like I'm a friend just giving him advice and consoling him. I do like him and want to continue seeing where this goes, but I am not okay with how he feels and talks about his ex. I guess when I'm thinking about it, a long term that would make me super insecure. Is there any way we can continue to date and for it to be fair to me at the same time? Thank you if you yeah. ever read this. Well, this is a fantastic email. I appreciate her. There, there's some things in my mind rolling around, but Raina, I want to go to you first. What do you think? Okay. I'm, I feel very, I like it's like bubbling up inside of me. First of all, yes, there's a way to continue to date this mm. person and respect yourself. You got to nip this shit in the butt. I okay. think there's a very clear difference between somebody talking to you about their last relationship and acknowledging that they've been with somebody long term, that they're capable of commitment, that they're capable of loving a person and that they mm -hmm. feel sad for the loss of something important in their life versus venting to you and making you feel like you need to therapize them. I don't want it. I'm not here for it. I'm yeah. not interested in it. And I think it is very, very easy to say to somebody, I don't want to talk about this stuff. And it's easy to do it in a way that's just I'll do it just kind of like poking fun at somebody. It doesn't mm. need to be like this deep, long, serious conversation. I literally just say this to somebody the other day. I was just like, I, I don't need to like keep hearing about your ex. I, I just yeah. I, I don't want to be a therapist for it. You can go find a therapist, get a journal. I'm not interested. And the more that you do that and the more that you sit there and therapize somebody, they will allow you to do it. They will keep doing mm -hmm. it. They will normalize it. And they will think this is what we talk about. I think that it is super normal and healthy to draw a boundary. I think it's totally normal to change the subject. Some people might just be talking to you about that because they think this is what we talk about. Yeah. You're allowed to say, I don't want to talk about this. That's just, you know, and also if you're like not over your ex, that's fine. Lots of people are still trying to like process the last relationship, know that it was bad for them and move on. That doesn't mean he wants to get back together with her, but you can definitely just draw a boundary. I would absolutely say it immediately. Yeah, and there is a, I, I, I think you're totally right. And I think like it did feel like she writes on the first date, I gave him a pass. Uh, and then on the second date, what he was saying, that was therapist talk. That was not for her. Like the idea that like he's worried about going home and being yeah. on the, you know, the holidays without her. It's like, yeah, but you should be excited about me. I'm here with you now. So I should be the reason you're not thinking of your ex because you're so excited about these two great dates. I think also to this person, and I don't mean to like, you know, rain on the parade, his last, he, he's been a great two dates because he's used to going on relationship dates. You know, like he's used to, you know, doing the thing a girlfriend would like. It's tough to date someone who's still in that girlfriend mode because you're seeing like the ver the version that was fixed up by the last girl, you know, and I, I so that's why I'm saying like let's calm down on giving him so much credit. 
he isn't the only one who's going to be great to you. I know you've had some tough times dating. You've written that you were ready to give up on dating, especially on the apps. But I'm saying this should encourage you, not discourage you. These people are out there. The capacity to go on a great date is within these men. The capacity to go and do the right thing and be a good date and be fun for three margaritas exists, and it will exist with a guy who's not going to bring up his ex. So to me, if there's a positive spin on this, it's like you know these situationships that you've gotten into because she references that a lot. She's like, so I can see where she's like, oh, this is the unicorn. No, no, no. Those situationship guys knew how to do a date just in the same way this guy knew how to do a date. All of them had the capabilities. No one was better than the other. You know, they may have treated you better, but it's not. So I think she needs, I think to me, if she says to him, hey, I, the way you just said it, Raina, is I don't want to hear about your ex. I, you know, I, I, I'm sure she was great, but you're here with me. That's a good way to say it. Um, but if it keeps going, you got to like, I would say to him, like, listen, you have my number but I'm not here to call for your ex troubles. Like, I think there's a point where you can go, you have my number, call me when you're ready. And maybe I'm still around because I do think there's a point where you go, enough's enough. Mm -hmm. I think we all have this idea that it's like now or never. And that's like not how life is at all. I think that people can come around and just because it's not now doesn't mean that it can't be ever. I met this guy that I was like, I had a situation like this. I met this guy. I was like so obsessed with him from like day one and Mm -hmm. he had a girlfriend and then they broke up and I was like, oh my God, it's happening. And he wanted to talk to me all the time, but he brought up the ex one time and I was like, okay, fine. No big deal. Just like this girl. You're like, people are human. People bring it up. Mm -hmm. He brought it up a second time and I just hit him with like, look, I, 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 it seems like you're going through some stuff. I want to give you the time and space to do that. I really like talking to you. It's a bummer to say this. Hit me up when you feel like you have like the capacity to actually date somebody. Yeah, I think to me that's like the answer. Like I, I she says, how can I date him while him going through this? Like I think I don't think he realizes that he's doing this as yeah. much as he's doing it. Like I think if like if someone said that to me I'd be like, "Oh shit, maybe I shouldn't be on these dates. I'm embarrassing myself. I need to go talk to like family and friends." And then he goes and talks to family and friends and he goes, you know, he looks at the relationship through a different, you know, different, you know, a different gaze and then he goes, "Oh shit, I'm okay. I've I've talked it out with friends and family. I am ready to date now." Like I yeah. I've gone or he goes, "Well, maybe I'll see a therapist because I'm going through some shit." And yeah. he does and he comes back to you. But and, I think uh-huh. saying the way what you just said is like, hey, there's no offense taken. I like you. It's a bummer. To say it's a bummer is like he could look and go, oh, shit, I'm losing women because I'm still fucked up by this ex. I need to get over this so I can get back out there. Uh-huh. And how hot and sexy are you that you're like, I know I could stick around and do this, but I'm not gonna. It doesn't yeah. make me. I, I'm not it's way like, hotter. It's just it's hot to just be like, hey, hit me up when you feel better. You know, I'm not going to whelm around and help you get over. So I got to tell you, the person that somebody like uses a receptacle to get over their ex is not the person that they're going to end up with. You can therapize him, but you will be his rebound and he will take all of the knowledge you've given him and he'll just date the next girl. J train podcast at gmail.com. J train podcast at gmail.com here with Raina Greenberg. Girls got to eat podcast. Go follow. Go, 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 go. Listen. Okay, let's do one more. I sent you this before the show. Screenshot email. Returning to the friend zone after rejection. 
Jared, your podcast is my therapy, and I am beyond grateful to you for it. Me and my friends love you. LOL. This was really difficult to condense between my index and thumb, but it should be a safe size if you're reading on a laptop. Okay. I've told people in the past, this is how long it should be. You're... (laughs) I should do that take, too. People, take yeah. your thumb and your index finger and spread it as wide as possible. That's your email. That is I try so to t- funny. All right, I, because it, it's too much. Some of it's like I I don't need to hear. Back in grade school, I was a good dater. Hundred you know, like percent. I, I don't care what the weather I, I was that day. No. Let's get to the point. Okay. One day, a guy in my friend group that I've always had a crush on, he has a fantastic job and is insanely good looking, randomly messaged me to go out for drinks with him and his friend. Basically, the night ended with him saying that he wanted to kiss me, and he did. Admittedly, this is one of the best kisses I have ever had. He stayed over that night, and we hooked up a bit. He didn't message me again for a while, but he eventually messaged me to go skating. What is this guy? Out of a Hallmark movie? What's going on? We... (laughs) We went and it was so fun. He told me that he was in the process of getting casted on a romance reality TV show. Okay. (laughs) Oh, he's like, oh, he's like bachelor hot. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We ended up sleeping together. And then I think I did the first thing to freak him out. Well, I, I, let's, she's being hard on herself already. I jokingly asked him if this was a date and he got a bit serious and said that he wasn't sure and didn't really think of it as one prior to asking me. He said uh, he was open. Like, let me start. If you are on a date, you're on a date. It's not. <laughs> you, it's not up to. You, you, it's not up to the other person. This idea that we both have to agree this is a date. No, no, no. I'm on a date. I'm here. I just went ice skating with you at Rockefeller right. Center. Okay, that's a fucking Ugh. date. Yes. He said he was open to the idea of me and him, though. He was open to the idea of me and him, though. I was a bit hurt by this reply, but I played it cool. A few days after that, I had him had him and all of our friends over. We both didn't tell anyone about what happened between us, and all night we were making eyes at each other. He looked good. I looked good. He shared with everyone that the casting process for, the, for that romance reality TV show was moving forward and that they wanted to have another interview with him. At the end of the night, when everyone was leaving, he hugged me goodbye. One of those ones where you get lifted in the air. When he left, I was a bit tipsy, and I texted him I had a good time and invited him to come by Sunday or Monday the following weekend. He seemed enthusiastic by it, uh, but then he never messaged me to follow up. I ended up messaging him. We agreed to do something, and then last minute he told me he was feeling sick and canceled without suggesting another day he was free. Here's the thing. I'm okay if something between us doesn't work out, and I totally understand that his world is opening up for him right now, and he might not want a girl to keep him back. Keep him back. I honestly just want to go back to hanging, being friends with him, and simply just support him in his life. But Jared, now that I may have freaked him out a bit, how do I get back in the friend zone? We were friends first. Do I say nothing, or is there one more thing I can try to let him know my crush can be put aside? Pictures with numbers labeled attached. Thanks, Jared. Even if you only end up reading this, wishing us safe and hell. Okay, so let's read the text. I'll be him. You be her. Okay, wait. Let me pull it up again. I've read through your text, girl. Don't worry. Um, yeah. All right. Start with her. Let me pull it back up. Okay, so glad you were able to come tonight. Maybe we can do something on Sunday or Monday if you're up to it. Of course. I wouldn't miss it. And sure, I believe I'm free, smiley face. Thanks for having us all tonight. 
Of course, I had fun tonight. Okay, sounds good to me, smiley face. We can figure something out. And then she follows up. He does not follow up. She follows up. Hey, do you think you'll be around tomorrow? Hey, blank. Yeah, I'll be around. Is there anything you'd want to do in blank? She says, okay, cool. Haven't been to High Park in a while. If you wanted to head that way, that could be fun. But if you have any other ideas, we could do something else too. Okay, so. And then he, it takes him like an, an hour, hour and, and a half, half later. Hey, sorry to do this last second, but is it okay if we reschedule? I have a bit of a pounding headache and a couple of my family members are sick. I'd hate to give you anything frowny face. She says, hey, thanks for letting me know. I hope you feel better. For sure we can. Just let me know when you're available to reschedule. Okay, so that's the think? end of the text. Yeah, that's it. I don't think you need to say anything. I think you're in the friend zone. I, I don't yeah. think that like, I don't think that you need to like name the thing. I think that you asked if you were on a date. He said, I don't know. I think you've mm -hmm. like messed around a little bit. I like, I, my question is like, what would she want to say? Cause I think that like her saying to him, I'd like to go back to the friend zone is like, he hurts your pride a little bit and you mm -hmm. want to be like, Hey, I think that you're like misreading this. I'm fucking cool. I like hanging out with you. I like talking up, but I'm also fine to not hook up. I think that you feel like this person is misreading your intentions. Um, because women have been made to feel by men so many times that like even asking somebody out on a date is like, Whoa, why are you so aggressive? And you want to be like, I'm cool. Mm -hmm. I'm hip. I'm not aggressive. You know, sure. uh, I just, I think that you are in the friend zone and I think that like, you can just let it be. And I think just naturally making plans to hang out in a group will also just communicate that naturally. Yeah. I, I think she's so worried about him when she should be more concerned with herself. Like, can you be friends with him? Like the idea that you have to like, and I agree with you, like the idea that she has to be like, hey, just to roll this back a bit, we got to be friends and I won't try to make out with you again. Uh, uh, sorry to be this hot chick who wants to get with you, but uh, I won't do it again. And it's like, he should be so lucky. So the, I, the idea of like rolling it back, she, I don't think she has to do that. She has to be okay with being around someone who is considering her a secondary option, a backup. Can you deal with that? Because when he says, let's go on the date and you guys mess around, you hook up, and then he's like, but I got this reality TV show that I got to go on before I can even entertain you um, in this way where I've already admitted I'm attracted to you and I think you're cool enough, but I don't think you're, you know, like emotionally this can be tough to deal with. Do you need to step away? Because you might need a minute to get over him, to put this interaction into a bucket and go, you know what? I'm not into him anymore either. I can be friends. Can you be a friend? Because I think he can be a friend. I think he can be whatever friend means to him. I think he can sit there and go, be cool with you and be flirty with you and give you a hug where he picks you up and go on a skating date and not fuck. And that can feel shitty because you're like, why am I hanging around this fart that's stinking up the room that makes me feel bad, you know? So if he's going to be fine, are you going to be fine? I think that's the better question. Yeah, I think just the impulse to define this has to do with your pride and nothing mm. else. I think you want to say to him exactly what you said. Like, hey, I know that you're looking at me as just an option. And like, I'm looking at you as just an option, just so we're clear. Sure. And I think that like living your life is the clearest message that you can give. I think that you like try to hang out. You had to follow up. He bailed on you. I think that like just continue to live your life and casually including him in group plans is exactly how you communicate to him. We're cool. And, and if you can't be cool, that, that's the thing. It's okay to not be cool. Absolutely. Let's, let's, let's also admit, sometimes 
our emotions are more than we can handle. And that's okay, mm -hmm. but you have to assess that. Maybe you do a group hang, and you, you, in your mind, you go, we are friends. I'm cool with us being friends. And then you see them flirt with someone else, and that hurts you. Okay, now you know maybe you can't do it. Maybe this isn't the right way to go for you. It's okay. I think this is a science project. This is like you know mixing the potions of emotion, and you gotta figure out which one, how it works for you, and what that mix is, because the mix might be that you keep it separated. You know, the mix also might be, yeah, we hooked up once and now we're cool and it never happened again and good for him on the reality show and I'm out here hooking up with a new person. That's what it 100%. could be. We all have friends in our lives, the opposite sex we've hooked up with or messed around mm -hmm. with a little bit. We all, one of my best guy friends is gorgeous. Um, mm. He is just like, who wouldn't want to sleep with him? He's so smart and funny and fun. I had like the inclination too when I first met him, but I just gave it a little space and like we just naturally fell into more of a friend zone. It's, yes. You know, just give it time. It's the difference between ghosted and fizzled. Like, if this is someone you could say you fizzled with, then you guys can be friends. If this is someone that you're going to go, he ghosted me for that TV show, you ain't ever going to be friends. And that's okay. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. Raina, so much fun. Thank you for coming on. Always a blast, Jared. We love having you on our show, at our shows. I love being on the show. It's the best. Uh, and everyone go follow Raina at Raina.Greenberg on Instagram. Girls Gotta Eat podcast. All live shows coming across this great nation of ours. I'm Jared Freed. We're here every Monday with your emails, your stories, your questions. Welcome to 2022. We're, we're in it. We're doing it. You're going to be great. You're going to find the love of your life. I can feel it right now. Back next week. Boom.